What happens to individuals who carry the spark of the pioneer spirit in their hearts in a culture that is gradually losing it? Do some give up those restless pioneer yearnings, accept the change in attitudes that has come to pass, and surrender to a very different life than they had once envisioned for themselves? Perhaps, but I sure can't imagine doing that, and maybe you can't either. That inextinguishable spark is something I'm profoundly thankful for. It's time to look at its implications for where we're headed and start sketching out the possible outlines of a way out. Right here on the No Fear Pioneer. It's been far longer than I intended since our last episode. The topics we've discussed on this podcast have continued to be keenly on my mind, and it's only lack of time or good prioritization thereof that's kept me away. I'm cheered and delighted to be back and find myself brimming with ideas and enthusiasm again. I've been putting some of my thinking down in writing since our last episode in a series at fearlessdream.us titled The Way Out that I've been quite happy with so far and the gist of that distillation of thoughts is going to be relevant to take a look at here over the coming episodes. Here on the No Fear Pioneer, I've asked what happens when we run out of new places. What happens when the old, former frontiers become gradually less friendly to those who dare to dream the really big dreams, who aspire to wide-open, unencumbered freedom as far as the eye can see, but there's nowhere else left for them to go? There's one thing I've become quite certain does not happen. That restless, determined, frontier spirit does not simply surrender, submit, or die out. The surrounding culture may surrender itself to a sort of dull stasis or managed decline, but there's always a diamond-hard remnant of restless pioneer determination that refuses to stay put, that by its very nature cannot stay put. The surrender of a surrounding culture to decline doesn't mean the pioneer spirit ceases to exist. Quite the contrary, I think it simply sets in motion a sort of mechanistic cause-and-effect sequence wherein certain individuals begin to prioritize seeking and developing the next frontier as an imperative. When the surrounding culture ceases to celebrate this sort of freewheeling frontier individualism and in its place starts to worship or resign itself to a sort of meek subservience, it's simply time for those with different ideas to begin making plans to identify and head to the next place. The destination and road ahead aren't always clear, but the pioneer impulse always starts with this, the mere idea of a way out. Places meet their end. The timeless yearning for freedom seeks new frontiers, determined to live on. One of the most important and surprisingly uplifting things I've read in the past couple of years has been Fear No Evil, Natan Sharansky's account of his time in Soviet prisons and on trial for treason. As one of a group of refuseniks, Soviet Jews who were refused exit visas to emigrate to Israel and who were hounded for their dissident activity of seeking freedom and a culture in which they belonged, Sharansky was subject to solitary confinement in brutal conditions and daily interrogations by the KGB in which he was repeatedly told that he would be put on trial for treason and face execution by Rastrell, a bullet to the head, 
for his activism and contact with Western journalists. The big surprise amid all this authentically gloomy stuff is how uplifting Sharansky's story is because of the means by which he survived and prevailed through the ultimate tests of any human being's ability to endure. Sharansky's commitment throughout was to be loyal to his friends and fellow refuseniks and to maintain complete devotion to integrity and truth, even when under intense pressure to make false confessions or incriminate others in exchange for a lighter sentence. Sharansky decided from the beginning that nothing his captors did could humiliate him. He alone could humiliate himself by capitulating and doing something he might later be ashamed of, by abandoning his principles and the inner compass that made him who he was. Sharansky sought freedom. He had sought a way out. And once in prison for that crime, the only way out, he concluded, was to hold on fiercely to his own inner world and sense of integrity. Perhaps the most remarkable and enduring element of his story is that in the midst of captivity and darkness and doubt, Sharansky made himself free in his heart and mind. He resolved that his integrity would not be compromised and his spirit would not be crushed. Surrounded by prison walls and razor wire, Sharansky freed himself in a truly meaningful way by living his life according to his principles. Once the power of this choice revealed itself to him, he was able to keep his spirits up through even the darkest of times, even starting to find humor in his situation. He played games with his interrogators and found ways to make light of his gloomy predicament, even in the company of men who threatened him repeatedly with the near certainty of a firing squad execution. In his extraordinary time and predicament, Sharansky endured far more than you or I ever will. Yet his story of self-discovery amid that trial speaks to all of us who cherish and yearn for freedom. It serves as a hard-won reminder that understanding who you are and acquiring and trusting in your bearings is half the battle. Time spent understanding Sharansky's ordeal puts the long arc of the human yearning for freedom into a useful perspective. It helps us to understand ourselves and the importance of truth to one's values even and especially when faced with loss of one's freedom for asserting them. As the future trendline of a once proudly free, fiercely independent, pioneering civilization is cast into some doubt, we can take heart in this revelation of long-term resilience of what is in our own hearts. We can see through examples like Sharansky's that what we are at our core cannot be snuffed out or destroyed. Its grain runs all the way through our timbers, it can only be surrendered willingly by us in times of fear or doubt or weakness. The key to the long game is not letting your thoughts, ambitions, determination, or sense of your own bearings get dragged down by whatever negative attitudes may happen to surround you. A way out can be achieved if you're willing to put your heart and soul into it and dedicate your life to its pursuit. I've found that nothing cheers me quite like the thought of that. Of all the things I've learned on the internet, the most important may well be this. I'm not alone. And that's a lesson I hope to pass along to others who may feel as I do about the loss of this frontier and the increasingly urgent need to find and advance to others. As we in the United States approach a traditional time for giving thanks, 
to be followed soon after by a new year and all of its potentials, I find it useful and heartening to embrace an attitude, joyful gratitude. I think we'll do well to ponder the importance and relevance of perspective and gratitude for the past, regardless of what the immediate future may hold. I'm genuinely grateful for the time and culture that I grew up in, for the beauty of its foundational ideas and pioneering roots that moved me deeply and whose flourishing then give me hope for the far distant future and for perhaps a reignition in another time and place. Take heart and stay focused because I've begun to believe that something big is on the horizon. It's game time and the most important game that you or I will ever be a part of. The specific mechanics of what we're called to do aren't clear to me yet, but I feel I'm onto something, something far more world-changing and hopeful than we've dared to let ourselves imagine. The best, I hope and believe, is yet to come, and we will bring it to pass together with the same joyful enthusiasm and courageous and enterprising determination that got us this far. There are frontiers out there eagerly awaiting the arrival of those with the drive to show up and apply their skills with determination. The next frontier beckons. It's going to be up to us to answer. I'm Troy Stevens, and this has been another No Fear Pioneer. Thanks for listening, and please do stay tuned to the newly revived podcast feed. I intend to get things rolling again. As always, I welcome your feedback and suggestions for future topics. You can find me on Twitter as Kulak76, or you can send an email to Kulak, that's K-U-L-A-K, at fearlessdream.us. I'll see you next time. Till then, forge ahead boldly, my friends.